Hey, <laughs> what a way to start the podcast. <laughs> oh, hello and welcome to Unleash Your Inner Creative with Lauren LaGrasso. I am Lauren LaGrasso, your host. That was me you heard at the top saying, hey. And let me tell you a little bit about this show. It's meant to help you make creativity the filter for your life, redefine your relationship with fear, take it out of the driver's seat, step more fully into the essence of who you are and claim your right, because it is your right, to have a dream and take up space. Today I'm going to do a whole bunch of creative check-ins, but before I get to that, I want to talk about the creative challenge. At the top of every show, I've been giving you a creative challenge to do, and that is just like I give you a word, and you take that word, and you let it inspire you however it inspires you. This past week's word was suit, and I wrote a really cool poem. I haven't written a poem in a long time, and I'm going to share that with you at the end of the episode, so stay tuned for that. But before we get to that and, you know, the main bulk of the show, I wanted to give you the word for next week, which is doll. And I thought of it because I looked over and I saw a really creepy porcelain doll in my parents' house because they've kept a lot of my toys strewn about random parts of the house. I'll take a picture of it for you and post it on the Instagram. It's uh I guess she's not that creepy, but porcelain dolls are kind of creepy by nature. So, I guess she's my co-host today. Hey girl. Not much of a conversationalist, but we'll work on that. We've got nothing but time, literally nothing but time. So today you're going to hear a bunch of creative check-ins cuz I'm doing a solo show. And some of the things that I'll hit on include the importance of journaling during this time and how to start if you haven't, because if you've been a listener for a long time, you know I've had a thing with journaling where I basically fight myself every time I try to do it. I'm like, oh, this is so stupid. You don't have time for this. Or I like really want to do it, but then I get bored after writing for two seconds. So I found a way finally that works. We'll see if it continues to work. But so far I'm four days in and that's like a world record for me. So the importance of journaling during this time and how to start if you haven't and just like an easy hack into it. A meditation practice that can change your life. It's actually a manifestation meditation that has worked for me in the past and is working for me now. The profound impact it has when someone sees you who's in a position of power or in a position that you want to be in at some point. How to detach from all unhealthy and unsustainable places you get your self-worth from. The importance of righteous anger. And why I wish everyone could at some point as an adult live in their family of origin. When I said all those in order, it kind of seemed like a lot. So let's let's see how it goes. Let's see if I can get to all of them and, and talk about it in a succinct and educational manner. Um, Really, I'm just going to share my experience. So we'll start with journaling. As you know, we've been in a global pandemic and been in lockdown. And being in lockdown, it's really easy for all the days to start to blend together. There have been a few things that I've done to try to separate them. One thing that's really helped has actually been doing my concerts on Sundays, which by the way, if you haven't tuned in, join us every Sunday. And by us, I mean me, my mom, and my dad, because they're my audience members, my live studio audience. Every Sunday, I'm doing a live uh, show on Instagram. And it's just like 30 minutes to an hour worth of music. Come tune in, have a mimosa, sing you a song. You can put requests in ahead of time. 
But that has really helped me break up the days because it's like I always have that kind of like as my North Star of the week and I can look at back at the different weeks and see like, oh, I did this concert on that day. So that's a great way to remember what day it is. <laughs> I've also taken pictures every day, which I highly recommend you do. And it doesn't have to be something super memorable. Sometimes it's literally just me sitting at my computer working on something. Sometimes I'll like get the thing I'm working on in the background so that I can remember it. It helps have a visual diary. But really, obviously, the best way to fully remember what you were doing during this time is by keeping an actual journal. This is something I've always battled with. It's something I've always wanted to do because anytime I have had journal entries, I've loved going back and reading them. But it's always like June 2005, March 2006. It's like all these sporadic ones, but it's really fun to read it. And I usually end up ending like halfway through the second page mid-sentence. So it's, it's curious to like look back and wonder what you were writing. But what I found is like I put too much pressure on myself to try to make like a perfect journal entry, especially back in the day. I don't know if you ever did this, but I would write from the perspective of like, if my life was a book, how would I narrate it? And I want to sound like a cool character. So I need to say every little detail and pick out the metaphors. And that was exhausting. If you're actually planning on publishing your journal as a book someday, which I honestly, I actually remember... (laughs) This is kind of pathetic, but I remember writing that. I made a homemade journal and I wrote on the front like Lauren's journal, thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And in the front page I wrote, I hope one <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I hope one day to be able to make this into a book or something like that. And then this is really embarrassing. I remember crying when I was writing it because obviously I was completely tortured as a 15-year-old. I cried and one of the tears fell down on the page and I circled it and I said, this was a real tear. Wow. I mean, the public has waited long enough. Maybe I should publish this. But long story short, because I had put that level of pressure on my journaling It became quite a battle anytime I would sit down to do it. And so the method I've learned to do, if you're like me and you want to have a journal, but you can't handle like the pressure of sitting down every day and writing this long thing, you can literally just write a bullet point list of things that happened that day. Because regardless of whether or not you share the emotion that went along with them or you share any crazy amount of detail If you at least have that list, first of all, you're going to remember the days that happened to you and you can look back a couple years later and see what you were up to at that time, which I always find to be the most interesting thing. And it's nice to have a sort of catalog of your life just to remember how you've grown and where you've been. And especially during this time when it's so easy for each day to blend into each other, that's been really helpful. So I haven't I haven't done bullet points. You could do that if you wanted to. But what I recommend is just doing like one page of like maybe the three most impactful things and maybe a sentence about how you feel about them. And that's been super helpful for me and helped me to get to the bottom of a few things. And it's actually, I mean, that's part of why I wrote poetry was because I felt inspired to. I had the journal out already and I hadn't written poetry. I mean, obviously I'm a songwriter, but I haven't gone toward writing poetry since high school. So that was really fun to get back to. And 
weirdly enough, if you also share in the fact that you've started a lot of journals and not finished them, sometimes you find old relics in them. And this particular journal that I picked up happened to be from college. It's something that I brought to LA with me and brought back to Michigan with me when I came here to quarantine. And, you know, in college, I started actually writing music. Like we did a couple songs with this guy, Conrad. He he was a friend of mine from high school and he lived in my dorm freshman year. And we wrote like two songs together, but we never did anything with them. And I didn't even like consider myself a songwriter at that point because I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Is this even really a song? But this notebook happened to be the one I wrote my first ever lyrics in. And it's pretty cool to look back on. And I still remember the melody of this song. Maybe I could figure it out at some point. But yeah, it's interesting. So I wonder if if you pick up an, an old notebook, you know, what you might find in it. I'm excited to read through the rest of it. I haven't read through much of it, just that those first couple pages with the lyrics. Yeah, it's it's really fun. Uh, and I do recommend that. Another thing that I've been doing to kind of help myself center, because to speak my truth, this past week has been a lot of ups and downs, more downs than ups. It's been gloomy here. And I always feel like, especially now that we're trapped inside, that makes it more gloomy on the inside. And so I have really needed to engage with my spirituality to keep my mental health going. Something that's really been helping me that I've returned to as well, that I used to do back in late 2017 and early 2018, is this meditation by Wayne Dyer. I think it's just called the Ah Meditations. And what it is, is you picture, this is going to sound bizarre, but I'm telling you it works because I, at the time I was doing it, I was really like calling in more money because I needed to make more money at the time. And I wanted to manifest a new opportunity that would allow me more space to do more of what I wanted. And at that time I manifested a higher paying job. I was able to start working on my album more. And I really believe that it came because of this meditation. But basically what you do for it is picture energy, like really powerful. I always picture golden energy coming up through my root chakra and going all the way through my body and coming out through my third eye. And when you do that, you can also like, sometimes I picture like the word I want going all the way through my body and coming out through my third eye. So like, let's say we're trying to manifest peace. I would picture the word peace, like a golden peace coming all the way through my body and going out through my third eye. And while you do that, you, you say, sing, it's kind of like a chant. Uh, okay. I know sounds totally bizarre. I'm telling you it works. I mean, within a matter of months, that opportunity fell from the sky into my lap And so I did this on Saturday. You know, I've been really struggling lately with, honestly, I think it's like, you know, the ego with feeling sorry for myself and something that I have talked about a lot on the show and that I am continually working on is my attachment to what I do versus who I am and gaining my self-worth from outside influences. And that's something I'm going to talk about a little bit later. But 
I was really realizing over the weekend that this is this is happening to me and like in a deep way. And I've been struggling because, you know, to get really vulnerable, I just I really want my music to get out there and get heard and I've put so much into it. You you know, I've invested thousands and thousands of dollars into it. And not to mention, it's like my whole life's work. You know, I've been singing since I was three. I did my first musical when I was four. And I love it more than anything. And so it's easy to compare. When I go on Spotify and I see that some of my peers have thousands of listeners a month or millions of listeners a month, and I'm in the hundreds, it's depressing. And I know there's some people I think that that even if they aren't healthy in this way can get the things that they want. I know for me, God isn't going to let me have those things if it's coming from a hollow place because, and by that I mean, if if my happiness is contingent on me having those things, I don't believe that I'm going to get them because I'm not going to be happy once I have them. I mean, that's something I've noticed. You know, I hit those milestones, like getting in People Magazine, I hit the milestone. And then three days later, I was down in the dumps again. So when you are basing your self-worth and your self-esteem and the goodness of who you are and what you create on outside reception, you're never going to be happy, even if you are getting that outside validation. So all that's to say, if you struggle with this too, I really recommend this particular meditation because it, to me, it connects me to God in a way that nothing else does. And so I did it. And later that day, I had I had put out an email to somebody, and I'm not going to reveal too many details of the situation, but I put out an email to somebody I worked with, a celebrity, and they had at some point offered me an opportunity to collaborate. And I wrote to their assistant. I never heard back from the assistant. So I just figured, you know, they're busy and I don't, I never like to push it when it comes to that stuff, but this person had offered it to me. So I reached out to them to follow up on it and they didn't reach back. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to leave it alone. And after not hearing from them, it was November, 2018 that I had sent out that email. Suddenly the day I start this meditation, I get an email from that person offering the collaboration again. And it was pretty remarkable, but also it's an interesting challenge, right? Because it's like, I want to be like, oh yes, this means I'm good and that I have worth and that I can go forth. But what I need to look at it as is, wow, another beautiful opportunity to be creative and another stepping stone in my life. And it's a great thing, but it doesn't reflect on who I am. And, you know, it's, it's just going to be a constant battle until probably for my whole life, because I think this is one of my big lessons. But it was interesting because I recognized that, wow, it's amazing and that this meditation really does work. But at the same time, you know, you got to, I need to find a way to accept and, and appreciate and be so grateful for these big opportunities, but then also realize that that's not who I am. It's just something I'm doing. Anyway, all this is to say I'm really trying to get more in touch with God and more in touch with my deeper purpose so that I don't focus on these shallow things that come up because they're going to, when you focus on 
getting validated from outside sources, that's that's like a hollow validation, right? Like true validation and self-worth comes from inside of ourselves and our relationship with whatever we find to be a higher power. Or maybe it's just your relationship with what you find meaning in your life as. Like I have a friend who is not at all spiritual, but she's just a good person and finds like meaning through art and through being nice to people. So that could be your version of religion. But that's for me and and I think for most people where we can actually find true self-worth. And it's a constant chipping away at the ego to get to a place where we feel comfortable enough to just be. So that's what I'm working on. But, oh, and just one other thing. I mean, it is really powerful when a person who's in a position of power or who is doing something that you want to do sees you. And this person who reached out to me, it was so exciting, not only because I felt like, wow, like this, maybe I am on intention and this manifestation meditation is working and, um, and it's a good validation that I'm on the right track. It's also because when somebody who is something you want to be reflects something back in you, you're more likely to believe it's true than like, you know, if it's your mom or your good friend. So if you're ever in a position of power to reflect something back to another person and show them the power of who they are and the kind of artist or creative that they are, then I really encourage you to do that. And if somebody does that to you, take that in. Like that is such a win. And even though I've been a little sad about my music, like the opportunity to collaborate with this person in this way is very exciting. I'm going to get to do some writing, which I'm so excited and grateful for and something I've wanted for a long time. And you got to take all the wins you get, you know, and just to be seen by somebody is such a big win. So if you can see someone, see them. And if somebody sees you, really take that to heart. That's a thing of the soul. That's not ego. That's somebody seeing your deeper inner self and your talent and your potential. And that's powerful. And that has a ability to change lives. So now to something I alluded to before, which is learning to detach from all the unhealthy and unsustainable places you get your self-worth. So I, I've talked about this quite a bit at this point. Basically, it's it's everything outside of you. So for me, that really tends to be what I do. Very attached to what I do, getting accolades for what I do, taking self-worth from there. If I can just get recognized, then I will be enough. And you know, listen, a part of what this industry is, is getting enough ears and eyes on what you're doing in order to be considered a success. So I don't begrudge myself for wanting that. The problem is when it veers from wanting into needing and clutching and, oh my God, if I don't have this, I won't be okay. That's when it gets really, really, really unhealthy. And that's when you're riding the wave of ego doom. Because whether a good thing happens or a bad thing happens, it's all outside of you. You can't really ever have inner peace if you're always looking for peace in other places. You know, you have to look in the right places, which are indoors, indoors of your body. (laughs) But it's interesting, too, because I've been trying to think a lot about who I want to be. Because this pandemic, as I stated early on in the show, is really kind of like a near-death experience for all of us where we're really questioning 
What do we want post-pandemic? In what ways have we been living that haven't been working? And it's a chance to be introspective and really think about that. And so I have been a lot. One thing that kind of triggered this whole thing of thinking about the ways that I'm getting my worth that are unsustainable was, uh, as you know, I've been producing Brene Brown's podcast, and she did an episode that's airing today, which is great, about the Enneagram, which I had never really heard about. It's a personality test, and there's nine different types. And I took a free quiz online, so take it with a grain of salt. I'm going to take the one that she advertised today because it's paid, and I think it's a little bit more accurate. But I was 99% on the one I got, so I'm thinking it probably is accurate. And um, I didn't find it to be a very flattering one. I thought I would get a number two, which is like the person who cares so much that they always just give and give. And that's that's the unhealthy way they get validation is by giving to others and never taking for themselves. But I got number three, I think it is, which is the achiever. And this is a person, which is exactly what I've been talking about, that gets their validation from outside sources. Here's my caveat to this whole thing. I actually, in this stage of my life, I do think that that one is correct, the achiever. I don't like it. I don't think it's who I really am. In high school, you know, when I look back at myself, I was always ambitious and always had big dreams. But my number one goal was always putting as much love out into the world as I possibly could. And when I really think about it, like that's who I am and I think I... I am at my best and who I really want to be. But I think in the past year or two, maybe three, four, I don't know, I've gotten so wrapped up in like must achieve dreams, must achieve dreams that like I sucked the joy out of the dream and just made it this like singular focus of I have to succeed. And a big part of me, because you've heard me talk on this show and I've meant every word I said, a big part of me knows it really is just about putting the creative energy out there and enjoying your life and being the person that you say you are. That's a really big deal is making sure that you are the person that you say you are and standing in your truth and, and making creative projects you're proud of and just being a good human being, like trying really hard every day to be good. Yeah, I just feel like in recent years, I've become so focused, maybe just because of the sheer level of work I've given myself on these outside validation sources that I've kind of forgotten who I am in a lot of ways. And that's truly why, you know, these revelations might have come up if the pandemic hadn't happened, but I don't know that I ever would have been forced to deal with them had the pandemic happened. And more importantly, had I not been forced to, as an adult, not forced, I wanted to be here, but had I not gotten the opportunity to, as an adult, live in my family of origin, live with my family of origin in the house I grew up in, because it's bringing up a lot of memories, both of the good parts of who I was and some painful things that happened when I was younger And it's really helping me trace the lines to see where I've kind of misstepped, not not in a way that's like irreversible or anything, but like how I can get back to that innocence because we all have innocence in us and we all have that person that we really are inside of us. And sometimes the world hardens us or sometimes the world 
makes us so singularly focused that we lose track of that. And right now is a really good time to pick up those pieces that you put down and re-examine them and say, hey, was this a part of me that was supposed to be there? And if so, how do I slowly start fitting it back in? Not in a way that will cause alarm to the system, but in a way that will help me get back to who I really am gently. And so, yeah, I did an episode about it earlier, a few weeks back, about reading those those yearbook messages, but that really shook something in me. It made me realize a piece of my softness is gone because I've hustled for so long. And um, I want to start hustling for love, for self-love, for self-worth, for inward examination And for spending time with family and friends, you know, it's like also realizing I haven't traveled. There's so many things. There's so many ways I haven't let myself live almost because I've been punishing myself until I could just be successful enough. And I just want to encourage you, just as important as it is to get out there and pursue your dreams and not die with your music still in you, it's really important too to allow yourself to live and to have those beautiful small moments. Like something I've so been enjoying since I've been home with my family is having dinner. Something I realized growing up was we did a lot of separate dinners. It was kind of like everybody fend for yourself because my mom wasn't a huge cook back then. And something that's been so wonderful and healing that we've been doing since lockdown has been having dinner together pretty much every night. And If you are lucky enough to be locked down with your family, I definitely recommend taking some time to do something together that you never got to do but you always wanted to or have that tough conversation about a painful memory that you had together or or just start spending more quality time. I mean, I actually talked to my therapist about this today, but she said, you know, you and your mom can sit together and literally set an alarm for 10 minutes of undivided talk. Like you don't look at your phone. You don't watch TV. It's just you talk about anything you want for five minutes and your mom talks about anything she wants for five minutes. And I thought it was a really beautiful idea. And so, yeah, if you're home or not, I really encourage you to take a hard, and I mean hard, because it's like, it's really painful to admit this stuff. Look at yourself and ask what ways have I grown that I'm proud of? What ways that I've, what ways have I grown that kind of feel like they're out of alignment with who I really am? And what pieces of me did I once have that I missed that I could maybe start putting back? And one thing for me is really softness. I want to, I want to start putting back the tenderness and the softness and the seeking moment-seeking Lauren. She's still there, but she got really busy. And so I want to just slow down a little bit so I can remember who I am. Oh, and finally, I don't know if I actually want to end on this note, but 
here it is, the importance of righteous anger. So I think, you know, the, the, the awe meditation, it's interesting. They say it uses Kundalini energy, which honestly, that's a little woo woo for me. I, I really don't know what that means, but basically I think it brings up stuff. And I have found myself getting kind of angry in the past couple days at things that I had every right to be angry about. I think I've stuffed my anger a lot in my life. I've pushed it down and pushed it down because I wanted to be nice. But sometimes being nice isn't nice if you're actually really mad. And so when I have gotten mad in the past couple days, I haven't done it in a way that was accusatory. I don't use names. I don't step out of line. But if somebody is coming at me with an energy that I feel is unjust, if I don't say something that, you know, comes back at it, it doesn't have to be like a put down. It's You don't use those kind of words. But righteous anger to me is like the anger you feel when someone genuinely wrongs you and the energetic balance when you express your anger. It doesn't have to be screaming. It could be, I'm really angry at you right now. But before I was always too afraid to do that because it felt dangerously close to setting a boundary and oh my gosh, what if they don't like me? But as we journey to liking ourselves more and more, I think we're more able to be honest about all of our emotions, good and bad. So I, yeah, really encourage you to look up that meditation because it's doing some really interesting and I think great things for me. So without further ado, I guess I will wrap this up as I told you I would by sharing the poem and reminding you that next week's creative challenge is doll. <laughs> the word doll. Make anything inspired by the word doll. And um, this poem is called, I guess it's called Suit. A suit is just a shell for the body. The body is a shell for the soul. The world is just a school we all learn in. A small part of an infinite whole. Yet a body without a suit would be bare. And a soul without a body would just float. Without the earth, we'd have nowhere to learn. And the universe would never be whole. All the pieces and parts are important. They make up the greater scene. We have to zoom out for perspective. But sometimes we must also zoom in. That's Suit. And this has been Unleash Your Inner Creative. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow the show at Unleash Your Inner Creative. Follow me at Lauren LaGrasso. Rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow it on Spotify. If you like the show a lot, take a screenshot of yourself listening. Post it to your Instagram or Twitter or wherever you post. And I will retweet it, repost it to show my gratitude. My wish for you this week is that you really start to learn how to detach from any unhealthy or unsustainable places where you get your self-worth. And that you reclaim the little pieces of who you were and really still are that are tender to you and beautiful to you and make you feel more like yourself. All right. Have a great week. Talk soon. I believe in you.